Uh, it is the Wednesday edition of Breakfast with Vossien. No, James Magnuson, the missile is with us. I'm rocking the North Sydney Bears cap uh, this morning, folk. Up, up the mighty Bears. I'm with the Marrickville hipster, James Magnuson. Cue the sad music. The first time we get to speak to the Bulldogs <laughs> fan, this time last week, heart filled with hope. And then James... Sunny Four Pines Park on uh, Saturday afternoon, and it all turns to pulp. <laughs> sad music. Dan, could you play the sad music? Thank you. How are you, James? Oh, Vossi, I've been better. I've been better. There's never more yeah. hope for a team that has been struggling for, well, the best part of a decade than that first match. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. Bulldogs fans, Tigers fans, Newcastle fans. We hey, all entered with deflect. so much Don't deflect, hope. James. Don't <laughs> deflect. Don't deflect. We're just talking about the Bulldogs here. Uh, yeah, it was a tough day yeah. out of the office. Um, I was yeah. feeling uh, I was feeling very positive about that game in Manly, but not the result we wanted, Vossi, not the result. Just one, one specific moment. When the Villiarmi kick-out kick uh, came into play over the sideline, what, what, what happened there? What, what was your Oh, just expletive uh, score. So I was actually... Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was watching on the couch and uh, my girlfriend had yeah. fallen asleep. She's not a massive rugby league fan. She goes for the Bulldogs because I do, but she'd fallen asleep on the couch next to me. And I got to the feet and uh, started swearing and uh, woke her up out of a, a midday right. nap. <laughs> no, that's very sad. Yeah, Villy Army Kickow was not signed by the Bulldogs for his kicking, nope. despite the surname. Kickow. Kick out. No kick. Kick out. Kick out. Very good. All right. Well, that's enough of the sad music. Uh, we just thought we had to cover that off because yesterday we had our uh, level of optimism chat because everyone was hopeful. Teamless Tuesday last week. Teamless yeah. Tuesday this week. Everyone's a little, you know, of some clubs, a little more concerned. Um, I gave the story yesterday. My brother-in-law burnt the jersey. Canterbury burnt the jersey. You kidding? One. <laughs> that's he, oh, that's what he said. Yes. Yeah. He's gone down. You know, he's just given up. You know, he's just anyway. So it's all there. Look, if you if you want to continue to chat, this is the place to do it. We like to think this is Wellbeing Wednesday. So if you're a little bit down in the dumps mm. about your team, if you're a little bit down in the dumps, if you're lonely, you want to just chat, this is the place to do it. Because we are in full sports mode. I mean, it, it, it feels like five seconds since round one finished. Round two kicks off tomorrow night. Rabbitohs and Panthers is humongous. Absolutely humongous. Panthers could be zero and two. Couldn't happen, could it? The premiers? Zero and two? I'd like it. James, if it you was. got an early thought on your tips. I'd like it. Oh, by if the it way, was. you came last in the tips first week. Yeah. Did I? That's yes. disgraceful. Jeez, I've had a bad weekend. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think Penrith can get beaten. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I really yes. do. I think Penrith can get beaten. There's particularly, though, they're talking mm. those concerns about Latrell. I know they're missing Jairo and uh, Totola, but I think I think Souths can win that game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Um, I, I, I know this, that when I say full sports mode too, because cricket starts tomorrow, um, I don't think we've taken our eye off the ball, even though sort of rugby league came and hits like a whirlwind. The, I think there'll still be a lot of interest in the cricket. It would be a remarkable a remarkable achievement. Uh, that was a huge win by Australia. What if if we win the next test? I know that they retain the uh, trophy, the Border Gavaskar trophy, because they were the holders and it could be level. But um, if Australia could get it back to two all, You'd almost feel as if, ah, oh, damn, sort of morally, uh, moral victory in that if that sweep day didn't happen, you know, Australia could have had this series. Mm, the sweep so I know, day. I know I'm getting ahead of ourselves. We've got an old test to go. Yeah. But, but if, if Australia was to win the fourth test, a two-all series result is a big one. 
that the sweet day and uh, Travis Head yeah. selected in the first match, and that, yeah, that series looks good completely point. different. I think. That's it. That's it. And then Friday, we're counting down. Um, they are talking about Australian basketball record crowd. Um, you know, pump it up. Let's go. Sydney Kings, New Zealand Breakers, game three of the championship series, locked at one all. Um, so if you know Kudos Bank Arena, you know, you've got all the seats and then you've got the curtained off area. Ben Rossley will know, our producer, having been to Kudos uh, last Friday night, the curtains are coming down. So they're selling seats outside an area where they have not sold seats uh, previously at Kudos Bank Arena. So bring it on. Let's get as big a crowd as we can possibly get. It is a, a great night out, even more so, given uh, so much at stake. Uh, today on the program, David Riccio from The Telegraph with all the Rugby League news out of 7 o'clock. Michelle Bishop's sports updates. Michelle was at the judiciary last night. We need to make this our start point today. Wade Graham. Interesting comments after uh, the um, sentence uh, last night, four games, was challenging the reckless tackle. Um, Wade says he's had some you know, concussion problems, um, you know, hence tackle high, he'll never tackle low. Uh, does the game have a problem? It, you know, it was, it was great theatre, James. I make no apology for saying that. It was dramatic, but it's an illegal tackle. Is it, does it warrant four games, James, what Wade Graham did? in the tackle with Davey Moali. I think it warranted three, and obviously he challenged it, so I'm, I'm happy with the decision. Uh, he says he wants to tackle high because he's had concussion issues with going low. You can go high without coming in at that speed. Holy smokes watching that live. It was very spectacular. It was exciting. Uh, it put hairs on my chest watching it, <laughs> but, but holy smokes. I, I, I think we can tone that down a little bit and still have a great product as a game. Was the girlfriend on the couch still then? We, did you have? No. Nah. I'm trying to pry into the private life. Yeah. Did Super Saturday? You saying that you and the uh, Cheese and Kisses uh, sat there all day watching the rugby league? I went all three. She didn't last. Oh, I was going to say <laughs> I was she was. Say, she she was watching Housewives of some description by uh, the end of the Bulldogs game. So I lasted all three, ah, but right. she couldn't. Didn't have the stamina, Vossi. Housewives of the Central Coast or something like that. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, we, of course, have the Motorola open line. Dan, uh, hit it, please, if you could make it official. Hello, Moto. How are you going today? Good. Uh, yeah, the number is... Uh, sorry, I got distracted there. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Uh Check out the latest smartphone from Motorola.com.au. You can also get us on the text line. It is the Edgewater Homes text line who have come on board with our uh, text line Edgewater completed homes are now selling in Catherine Park Estate it's worth checking them out edgewaterhomes.com.au our text line number is 0457736736 just back on the Bulldogs um, Josh Adokar uh, is one of the great characters of the game James you love mm. the Fox who doesn't oh, I love the Fox, fox. yeah yeah love the Fox uh, yesterday giving an interview um, he used a wonderful historical analogy to discuss the Bulldogs' form. Let's have a listen. Rome wasn't built overnight or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is okay. or the pyramids or whatever you want to call it. Uh... <laughs> what? Rome wasn't Rome built wasn't overnight. Rome built overnight and then the pyramids, <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, it's good the stuff. The Fox. The Fox. Who says rugby league doesn't have goals? Can we play that again? Just, just break that down. Can we unpack Josh Adokar again, please? Rome wasn't built overnight or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is okay. uh, the pyramids or whatever you want to call it. Uh... 
he makes you laugh no matter what. But the the con- uh, what he's talking about there in the context is just <laughs> absolute gibberish. Absolute gibberish. Look, I don't know what we're Josh building at the Bulldogs, Vossi. Yeah. I don't know if it's pyramids or Rome, but uh, it's certainly yeah. not going to happen yeah. overnight. So he's he's on the money. The, the analogy's a little off, but I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. I think that's where the problem is. We've diagnosed the problem for the Bulldogs. Cameron Serrato, or Gus has been giving the speech, the pyramids weren't beat, weren't built in a day. I think that's the problem, that we're, we're getting things mixed up here. There needs to be clarity at... Uh, at the Bulldogs. Uh, now, the Dragons, um, Junior Ramon, free to resume his career immediately after the NRL lifted its uh, no-fault no stand-down. It came after news his case will now be heard in a local court, which can only impose a maximum of five years if convicted, well below the 14-year stand-down threshold. He was yesterday named in the Dragons' extended squad in jersey number 21. Um, look, the way people have acted, I mean, the bloke is still on trial. Like, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. That has to play out in court, be it um, we now know that it's uh, the uh, local court, but there's still a court case, a very serious matter at hand. So I don't know whether we can go chapter and verse into this one, mm. um, given, no. given the circumstances, but there you go. Um, he's cleared. Now, James, can I ask you, concussion, and we're going to talk about it with our listeners this morning. Uh, you know, the HIAs over the weekend was a big talking point uh, across many matches. Uh, I probably haven't asked you this before directly, but where do you stand on it? And the independent doctor, and as a fan, and as a former sports person, but not necessarily in a sport where you got concussions. I don't know whether you would have got yeah. any in swimming unless you <laughs> crashed into the wall. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but obviously you mixed with elite sports people and yeah. it would come up and that yeah. sort of thing and your yeah. well-being. Where, where do you stand on how the NRL is tackling concussions or possible concussions. The only one change I think that you could potentially make is to have the doctor at the game rather than the bunker and have them at each stadium. Uh, but other than that, I don't think we can ever take it um, too seriously or be too cautious with concussions. My housemate um, from, from Paul Macquarie moved to Sydney with me. He played reserve grade, played for Newtown, I think throughout his career, and he never made it to first grade, retired when he was 27. I think he said he'd been knocked out nine or ten times. Knocked out cold. Knocked and out he, well. by the end, he was getting knocked out with, you know, a stray forearm or anything could just knock him out. Um, and so I've seen it firsthand and he was super concerned by the end and that was part of the reason he stopped playing football. And as, as, a, as, as an athlete, I know this would be frustrating for some players when they get the call wrong. But I think you're just so much better to err on the side of caution when it comes to head injuries and, and the ongoing effects because it's a long life to live when you retire from sport. Mm. Well, let's hear from our listeners this morning. Are you satisfied? Do, do you have a problem with the, the, the direction the NRL is headed, the precautions they are now taking? Now, a vocal opponent of what the NRL has is Phil Gould yeah. and... Um, I always say with Gus, I put my cards on the table. I regard Gus as the smartest man in rugby league. I mean, I, I could listen to Gus talking football and football-related issues all day, and I've been very lucky to work with him over the years. So I'm invested in, in that way. That's not to say that we didn't have some some you know cracking arguments over the years. Mm. I, mean, I would be, you know, I'm black, he's white. Sort of thing. It was that different, our opinions. Yep. Um, so... 
I'm always interested to hear what he say. This is Phil Gould weighing in on 100% footy on Monday night, talking about the issue of the independent doctor. I think that the, the, the doctor in the bunker is the greatest abomination perpetrated on our game in history. Not every bump to the head is a concussion. Not every concussion is life-threatening. It's just total overkill. Not every slap to the face or bump in the head requires a HIA review. Old mate up in the bunker has decided whenever someone gets a bump to the head, they've got to go off and get checked for 15 minutes, which I find totally ludicrous. They're worried about this tsunami of class actions, which we've been threatening for ages, which never come. But, you know, and if we did, I say take them on. There's not a court in the world that's going to award them anything. Strong stuff. Uh, the greatest abomination mm. brought into the game in its history yeah. from Gus Gould. Surprising from Gus. I guess I've got two opinions on, on Gus's comments. One, obviously, he got through an NRL career playing in one of the toughest eras in history, probably had a heap of head knocks and has come out the other side. It's seemingly unscathed. Like you said, he's one of the yeah. greatest minds in, in rugby league. He's very articulate. He's smart man and, and clearly has no effects of, of head knocks. So that would be one thing influencing his, uh, his opinion on it. But the other one is there's so many people around him and even at the Bulldogs clubs, like you go to a Bulldogs function now and see Steve Mortimer and the problems that he's having. Uh, so I'm surprised in that way that he would have – there'd be so many people he knows and he'd played with that would be suffering the effects of concussion long term. Maybe whether they accept that it's because of concussion or not uh, is, is another matter. But, yeah, it's a little bit surprising from Gus. Is it the biggest abomination in the game? No. I mean, I, I personally think Captain's Challenge is, but... Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, we something else, yes. But, but it's just, it's for safety, it's for safety, mm. safety Vossi. And I, I'd say there'd be plenty of lawyers out there who, if Gus said, take him on, that, you know, they'd say, yeah. yeah, we're up for the challenge. Well, look, Luke Keary, let's put him in the, um, in the conversation here. We want to get to your calls and texts uh, shortly. Luke Keary saying NRL players will be grateful in later life for the game's oh, yeah. independent doctors ruling on the HIA. This was Luke Keary only yesterday. There's obviously a designated doctor sitting there just watching that. So like, as a player, as much as it's frustrating sometimes if they might have got it wrong, I think as a player they'll, we appreciate it. Even if we don't all say it, we, we would appreciate it that someone's actually sitting there looking out for us. It's obviously hard. Sometimes our docs are in the dressing rooms with people doing the concussion protocols to get back on. They're looking at other stuff. You know, there's a lot of things going on at the actual ground, so it's good. There's probably nobody more qualified to speak mm. on that because he's had problems. He'd have to, he'd have to be, and, and when you've had a number of head knocks, you'd have to start thinking long-term, having seen the movie Concussion and knowing some of the ramifications it can have on your life. All right, well, let's throw it out there. Are you more, our listeners, are you more uh, the way of Gus or are you more the way there of Luke Keary? You've heard two um, opposing views there around where we find ourselves in the game of rugby league. A uh, bit of skullduggery around um, the 17th team. Peter Volandis revealed that signing Wayne Bennett was a non-negotiable condition for the Dolphins' entry into the NRL. Quote, without him, we wouldn't be where we are on expansion. There was no one else for the position. Wow, we're saying that was th th there'd be no 17th club if there was no Wayne Bennett. That's amazing. Um, and also, Australia has been confronted with two pitches in different stages of preparation ahead of tomorrow's fourth test. <laughs> of course well, they have. square and another with a black soil pitch <laughs> with uncertainty surrounding which one. You bastards. You swines. I mean, how Can you dare believe you do this? Across a potential <laughs> 20 days of cricket, we could end up with having played only 12 of 20 days. 
Yeah, not even that. Each each test so far has been two and a half days. We've had seven and a half days of cricket out of a potential that's... fifteen. Wow, that's amazing stuff there. And this morning uh, we have a push. We, we're looking to get up to four thousand followers on our Twitter account. We're not far off, and we have a Signet Power Boost bank. So if you want to become a new follower, today is the day on Twitter at Vossi Brandy Sen is the Twitter handle. <laughs> Just have a little. Maybe a concussion moment. Have a concussion. At Vossi Brandy SEN. Uh, and if you give us a follow this morning, all new followers go in the draw to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. And we want to hit the 4,000 mark. And maybe there'll be you know, bells and whistles for the 4,000th follower uh, this morning. So get around it. Breakfast with Vossi and the missile this morning, Wednesday. Let's just talk. Let's talk. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the Motorola. Hello, Moto. Open line and uh, the Edgewater Home text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Ramp it up on a Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Vossi and the missile. Uh, interesting text from Kenny. Imagine an independent doctor at a boxing match. That's interesting. <laughs> Stop fight. Fifteen minutes off you go. Stop fight. Fifteen minutes after they start again. Stop the fight. Fifteen minutes. That could happen. Um, this is an interesting one. We've got a double here. Um, oh no, sorry. First one is Chock of Calderwood, James. Um, morning, VJ. Happy Wellbeing Wednesday. I'm on my way to the airport for our belated honeymoon in WA. Can I get a shout-out for my wife? All right, Mrs. Chock. How you doing? James, could you say hello to Mrs. Chock, please? Hey, Mrs. Chock. Happy honeymoon. And then there's a further request. Maybe maybe you could play a Harry-style snippet so that I can justify listening to you boys this morning. Love your work. I'm on the SEN bus. Have we got any Harry Styles? I've got this covered for you, Vossi. I've cut something up. Here we go. Watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. Yeah, okay. I'd rather run the uh, Josh Hanna car grab, but uh, there you go, <laughs> Mrs. Chop. Uh, so what's that song called? Watermelon Sugar what, High, surprisingly. <laughs> watermelon Sugar High. Wow. Okay. What's that about? That's all. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Just, just eating watermelon. <laughs> okay, great. Great stuff. Now, the Serbian Seagulls doubled down here. He's gone the... He's giving all the sponsors a credit. He's got yeah. the Edgewater Homes text line. Uh, yeah. Okay. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Aimed at you. Sterling job on the weekend, Missile. How are you feeling about your flogs being flogged? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's butted you up and then he's put you down. He's taken you down to Chinatown. And now he's doubled up by rigging the Motorola open line. Hello, Motor. Uh, Serbian Seagull is on the line. Say good morning to James. Serbian Seagull. Good morning, James. How are you? Oh, I've been better, Serbian Seagull. You guys gave us a fair dusting on the weekend. You must be basking in glory. Well, mate, I, to be quite honest, I was disappointed we only put 30-odd on you, so I did put <laughs> Yes, that's it. Rip in, rip in. Basking in the glow of our premiership tilt. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to ask you, Andrew, um, I, I listened to Gus uh, have his rant, and, and to be quite fair, I love um, celebrities who I respect their opinions um, when they're unfiltered. You know what I mean? I put you in the same basket sure. as that, and I, I really dig that stuff because you, you generally get the honesty. But I've got, I'm mates with a couple of guys who are post-rugby league careers, and it's a long life um, that these guys have to live past that, that part where they're playing sport and they're getting knocked around and all that stuff. And they're all aware of all the bumps and stuff, but comparing Mortimer and Fennec and stuff to the modern days players is like apples and oranges because back then it was all elbows and spear tackles yeah. and there was never any care about people getting hit in the head or hurting their oh. necks or whatever it was. So yeah. I think 
I think they need to, you know, and people like Gus and us need to maybe take a step back and realise that, you know, paying attention to that stuff today is important because it is a long life, you know. Um, oh, I think the their point's well made. It. Yeah, the point, point well yeah. made on that count. The second point. Well, I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to know, with the um, HIA, is there, is there any like science behind the fact they've got to be off for 15 minutes? If they come off, you know, if they get wristled by the independent doctor and they've got to come yeah. up and get tested, why can't they just come back on if they pass? What's what's the extra? That, that's what I, mean, I asked yesterday. That, yeah. I'm not smart enough on that one. Actually, we're going to, we'll get a doctor on the program tomorrow. I want to talk about that 15 minutes because, yeah, if you're taken off... See, if you're Category 1, say you're staggy, you're knocked out, you're down and all that, well, they don't even do the test. You're not coming back on. But if you're mm-hmm. a Category 2, you do do the test. Now, if it's... As you say, Serbian Seagull, they, they sit down on the iPad, mate, in the dressing room, doing the test, doing the questions and what have you. Uh, if you pass in five, six minutes, then, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Do you have to sit there? I, I think I, I need – I don't want to give you an answer and, and just take a stab. I, I want expert medical opinion on that duration of time. James, thoughts? Delayed onset um, of, of mm. uh, I guess, symptoms um, is something that I've yep. heard people speak about. Like uh, up to 10 minutes after you can get, like, blurry vision or see stars, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's – they're, they're making sure is it. 15. Well, that's obviously the time they've come up with that. If you haven't had any symptoms in that 15 minutes, then you're completely fine. Then you go on. Okay. All right. Serbian Seagull, thank you for the call. That is one we will follow up um, this week on the program. How about a joke for Wednesday for James to lift his spirits after the <laughs> Hey, the Fox. Uh, pyramids weren't built in a day or overnight. Um, Jay, what's your joke, champion, on a Wednesday? Yeah, guys, I like researching about how various sports were invented. Now, relay races, they first started when four people had an idea about the best way of passing a stick to one another, and they just ran with it. Okay, thank you, Jay, on this Wednesday. James heads down. He's not coming up. He's not coming up. Let's go to the news. Thanks, Vanessa. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. A reminder about Brighton's Lawyers, your verdict. Pick one NRL winner each week for the chance to win $2,500. Head to sensurvivor.com.au. And, Vossi, don't forget this morning we have a Signet Power Boost bank to give away. All you have to do is become a follower on our Twitter page, at VossiBrandySEN, and you'll go into the draw. We're on the way to 4,000 followers, Vossi. We'll get there today, I think. I'm confident. That's it. Okay, so time now. Let's do this. Hello, Moto. Yeah, callers input into the program. The reptile um, hasn't responded to Jay's joke, but has responded to you, James. He says, G'day, Shaggers. James, I told you very early, the Bulldogs have no halves and no coach. If Burton is your captain with his effort on the intercept pass, you're in major trouble, says the reptile. So... He's damning appraisal of the Bulldogs <laughs> after week one, but he's also saying, I told you so. Mm. Uh, Jason says, James, the Melbourne Storm will thrash the Bulldogs on Saturday. You got any confidence about Saturday night? Uh, I'm more confident now that Munster's out, but uh, mm. I think just a close scoreline would be a win for us this weekend. If you contain Harry Grant, you'll go a long way towards beating Melbourne. Mm. They're, they're, this is a very thin-looking Melbourne side. This it is isn't Saturday it? night. Yeah, it is. It so is. if you can stop Harry Grant's running game getting on the front foot, then you know uh, I think uh, I think good things could be there for the Bulldogs if you aim up. Could be the upset of the weekend. There you go. I'll take that to the bank. I think. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's go to the Motorola open line, if you will, James. Bakes, do you agree, Fossey? Is this weekend the weekend for the Bulldogs? I'll be tipping them, boys. Hey, there you go. What did you think of the game on the weekend? How many, um, all I'm going to say is how many games do you give Kyle Flanagan until they replace him with Josh Reynolds? Well, now Josh Reynolds has actually just been announced as uh, out for four weeks with a groin injury. So that's a bit of a well, blow there. But, yeah, I, I think... Reynolds will probably get a, a go around Origin time, uh, and if he if he plays as well as he has in the past, he he may cement that spot. But yeah, that's probably still the the glaring gap in the Bulldogs squad, isn't it? That halfback position. Oh, I don't know. Try something. Just get him out of there. <laughs> yeah. I think their problems were far yeah. more than just the halfback. There, oh. I must admit. I tell you, who was good? No, Reed Marnie. Oh, Reed so Marnie good. was yeah. you know nine he, out of ten game, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Vossi. Yes, Bakes. I just want to give a shout-out to a bloke who listens all the time, and he had a go at me for ringing in the other week. Uh, I just want to give yeah. a big shout-out to Frank Shocker from Cabramatta Bowling Club. Yeah, Frank at Cabramatta. I've heard about Frank, actually. Um, Frank, you've got serious issues, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, Frank, it's time you went into the room of mirrors and just had a good, hard look at yourself. Okay? Yeah, Frank. thanks, boys. Is that, will that do, Bakes? Yeah, good on you. There you go. And Frank? Get that up, yeah. Uh, Rooster Ash is there, uh, James. E. Rooster Ash is sort of getting his own segment on the program these days. Uh, James, Rooster Ash. Morning, Rooster. Hello, Moto. <laughs> That's disturbing. You want to talk to us hey, about guys. our coaches? Hey, guys, I'd love a uh, little segment. But anyway, we'll leave that till later on when I go to a meeting with the hierarchy. Fellas, um, i I really, I'm really, as a Rooster fan, but I, I really um, look forward to the Dragons getting into the semi-finals. Um, I, I sort of miss them being up there and being competitive. And I don't think Griffin is the man. And he, I mean, uh, I, I've listened to him on the radio when he was commentating and I was falling asleep listening to him. So I think the players... Uh, discontent with him, to tell you the truth. And I don't think it'll be long before he goes. It's amazing thoughts of a Roosters fan, James, that you'd, you'd like to see the dra- you miss the Dragons playing finals football. Might bring Lieutenant Dan in there, because you're a Bulldogs fan, James. L- Lieutenant Dan, who hosts Tradies News in a nut job hour. Uh, <laughs> Tradies News in a nutshell. Sorry, in a nutshell. Yep. Um, a Roosters fan, do you do you long for the day the Dragons return to the finals? I'd have no issue with the Dragons returning to the finals, but I don't miss seeing them in the finals either. No, okay. Yeah, right. You might be a lone rider here, Brewster Ash, <laughs> on those thoughts. Uh, Anthony Griffin, James, thoughts? Any thoughts there? Oh, probably the number one coach under pressure. It's, it's going to be a big match to start for him, straight up against the Titans. Um, remember I spoke to you, I think it was maybe two, three weeks ago, and I said he loves Moses Embi. Don't be surprised if he finds a place in the halves. Well, he's not in the halves, but he has found himself at starting hooker for the, the Dragons this weekend. So... Hook's got his favourites. His 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 selections are always weird. His recruitment is super weird. His retention is poor. Uh, so I can't see him lasting the season. Well, they've speared him. Thank you for the call, Rooster Ash. Let's go uh, text for text now at 21 minutes to 7 in New South Wales. 21 to 6 in Queensland. We've got listeners. Good morning to you. Listening through 6.93am in Brisbane. 
16.20 a.m. in the Gold Coast, the SEN Track Network through regional Queensland. We're broadcasting out of 11.70 a.m. in Sydney, uh, James. Uh, let's go into the Edgewater home text. Here we go, the reptile. Morning, Shaggers. I'd rather get a vasectomy done by Freddy Krueger than listen to Jay's jokes. <laughs> Well, okay. All right. You've made your point a uh, uh, number of times. Uh, next one. Hello, Amorto. Andrew and James. Wellness Wednesday brings me to my thoughts of this Saturday being World Plumbing Day. Mm. I think we're going to do something about this. Um, spare a thought for those unsung heroes who are daily up to their elbows in sewer serpents, wrestling them from our pipes. Notable mention to the plumbers in Sheffield and that Nigel Radley incident at the World Cup. That from the Kingswood Welder. Um, yeah, World Plumbing Day. Uh, I I think we'll keep it for later in the week, but um, can you name the two... No, we'll do it now. Name the two Fox League commentators or part of the rugby league team who are plumbers. Brian Fletcher. That's one. Yeah, Fletcher, famous plumber. Who's the other one? Who's the other former plumber? Oh. In the Fox League commentary team was a plumber. Michael Ennis. Bon, bon. His initials are the same. He's Yvonne Sampson. No, no, no. Yvonne <laughs> Sampson. No. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe she was. I don't know about it. Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk was a, was a plumber, and he admits a very bad one <laughs> for a very short time. But Cooper Cronk, the plumber. I think we need to get him on for World Plumbing Day. But there we go. Uh, this text, hi, Vossi and Missile. I can see how Josh Addo Carr gets confused with building Rome in a day and building pyramids. I remember when out of nowhere they built a volcano at Canterbury Leagues Club, but it definitely took more than a day from the old Berry. You remember that? The volcano <laughs> yeah. out in front of the Leagues Club? That's a ripper. And like once an hour it like erupts. It's unbelievable stuff. Yeah, well, well. More text? Uh, all right. Hi, boys. I think where the Australian cricket team got it all wrong, they should have played two or three warm-up games to get familiar with their conditions. Australia are morals to take out the fourth test, says Bobby Rooster. Smart text by Bobby. It is smart. Well, they had your, uh, they had the spin camp, Vossi, at North Sydney there, North Sydney Oval with your Bears hat. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Conditions at North Sydney Oval may be slightly different to the subcontinent? Would have thought. What they should do, what they should do, they they should get the hottest curry ever Mm. and they they give them a big curry feed and Mm. then three hours later they go out for the session. I think that might be more acclimatising to the conditions. You've got to bowl under a bit of pressure, <laughs> a pressure of a different kind. Uh, and this one, as we go to a break, Greg Keeping Rooster, he's out on the tools early. We know that. He starts early. He says, Vossi and Missile, Rooster ashes off his head. I love seeing the Dragons missing the finals. It gives me great joy. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, we love the text line. That's why Edgewater Holmes came on board. They just love it. Uh, it is time for a break here on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. And then Michelle Bishop, who was at the judiciary last night, will give us the full rundown on the Wade Graham case. Ah, yes, for Anytime Fitness, make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. Michelle Bishop is here with a sports update on Breakfast with Vossi and the Missile. Now, you're at the Judiciary Hearing in your duties with Channel 7 last night, Wade Graham. Did you get a feel at any time that he was going to get the downgrade to Careless? What was your read on it, Michelle? Absolutely. Very early on, it felt a little bit like that. But um, I just want to clarify something with the Missile. Unlike you, uh, with this whole Wade Graham thing, this did not put hairs on my chest. <laughs> just putting I'm it out glad. there. It's a crucial point. I'm oh, glad. It's a crucial point. <laughs> yes, yeah, so is my husband. Can I just anyway, ask, um, is, is that the most boring thing ever, sitting through a judiciary? I've seen bits and pieces on TV. It looks 
just it horrendous. It can be, but can I tell you, you become like a bit of a nerd. Like you sit there and listen and think, surely, what's what's he going to come back with this? No, and yep, <laughs> they come back with something. They find something. That's why they, they pay the big bucks for the, the legal eagles to be in there. But, um, guys, this, it did a little bit in the beginning. I was sort of thinking, oh, okay, yep. He's opening. So we did see eight angles of it, I must say. And prior to going into that, my opinion was a little bit different because I obviously hadn't seen every angle. But eight angles, slow mos, all the rest of it. That that's what takes up most of the time, to be honest. Um, and you can hear a pin drop. And all we heard was Wade Graham kept sipping his water bottle. He was obviously very, very nervous. Um, but can I just say to you that I've been to many of these hearings, even way back in Phillip Street, and I've never actually heard. Uh, the prosecution be so brutal in their assessment. Um, it was shocking. He actually said you lined him up looking at him and aiming. Um, obviously, the ball was close to the neck, but he's been uh, slapped with that four-match ban. Could have been three if he had just let it go. As I said, eight different angles we went through with this hit on David Moiley. Um, and at times, people were sort of putting their head down because it was quite dramatic. Now, Graham was obviously asked to explain his actions and his intentions at the time. And uh, he said that it was to get off the line fast and put pressure on the other player, which was, um, which was Cam Murray in this instance. Uh, he claims to have had no time to think. The ball shifted really quickly to Moiley and he just went with what he would normally do and that was his, his regular tackle, tackling technique. And he says as a result of his experiences with concussion in the past, that is to go low. Um, it's basically just the way that it all unfolded. Uh, also, interestingly for me, was the fact that the incident was missed by the referee. That was brought up by his legal counsel. Uh, and they said, well, you know, ignore that, bad luck. Uh, the people are just doing their job. But for, for mine, I thought that was a big sticking point. If they were, if the referee missed it and, and we sort of just carried on and it was picked up by the bunker later on, I, I sort of thought that would have worked in his favour. But anyway, guys, he will miss Friday night's clash with Parramatta. A huge blow for the Sharks. They're obviously looking for their first win of the season. No Nico Hines as well. He's been rubbed out for the four matches. So Parramatta, Raiders, Dragons and Warriors. And just on a personal note for Wade Graham, uh, he's sitting on 278 uh, NRL games, started his career back in 2008. So he is a big chance now, um, you know, injuries, all that sort of stuff playing out the rest of the year with with the chance of not joining that uh, elite 300 club. His 300s could be if Cronulla made the grand final. He could run out 300th game. I mean, it'll be thereabouts. He's, he's, based on that, if he had an injury-free rest of the year, he has to play finals football to be any hope of getting to 300. Great report, uh, Michelle, on Wade Graham. Now, a shake-up to the Australian summer test schedule, something we haven't touched on, the cricket schedule. Yeah, so this, there's a series of compromises that that will be made um, stemming from South Australia's bid to pinch the New Year's test from Sydney. The Adelaide Oval test will be played as a day match in mid-January against the West Indies uh, next season. The summer's now likely to actually kick off with Australia v Pakistan in Perth in mid-December before the traditional holiday test in Melbourne and Sydney. The final match at the Gabba would be on the long weekend on January 26th. But the initial plans, like this was all basically in concrete in terms of Cricket Australia because broadcasters and the like have already you know booked accommodation and all the rest of it around that uh, long weekend period so certain certainly there'll be dramas out of that changing up the schedule a couple of the scenarios are for an eight-year deal on the Adelaide test one is an eight years of New Year's tests uh, in Adelaide another for eight years of Christmas tests played in mid-December and the last for a mid-January match uh, in the summer, followed by seven years of mid-December fixtures. That's probably a, oh, my God, what did she just say? Follow the ball. But they, it's major changes. <laughs> but Cricket Australia will uh, will meet next week to discuss test venues. It's still very much a work in progress. Nothing is in concrete, but there's a lot of people that are unhappy with what's being proposed.
Have I just missed something? Didn't we just play the West Indies? Are you saying we're playing the West Indies again next summer? Look, are we cracking jokes? Are we cracking jokes? Yep. West Indies are coming again. We're going to sell the tickets. Like, really? I don't know about that's that. Anyway, what I'm yeah, that's happening. Told. It's locked in. <laughs> yeah, no, it's locked in. West Indies coming again. Back for another tour. Good on you, Michelle. We'll uh, talk again for Anytime Fitness next hour. You're welcomed at Anytime Fitness, no matter who you are or what your goals. Jay Magnuson in the co-host chair today. Brandy on his uh, audio. And uh, Bulldogs fan who's a little battered and bruised. I must say, he's not as chipper today, James Magnuson, as he was <laughs> this time last week. He was dead set. I, I thought I saw some grand final tickets out the back of his pocket last week going into round one. Not so now. Uh, we will take a break. Plenty more on the home of sport. We're broadcasting out of the 1170am studios in Sydney. SEN. Uh, birthday game early, James, here on uh, Breakfast with Vossie and James Magnuson. The missile this morning... Uh, I think we've got some audio of this man. Uh, then you can guess the birthday. It is the birthday of this person. Winners, they never quit. And quitters, they never win. Ain't that the truth? In the end, it's all about the champions and the contenders. The best of the rest. The wondrous ability and gold-plated ambition to match. From here, there and everywhere. They are drawn by the glow, by a greatness that only history can comprehend. A winner never quits, and a quitter never wins. There we go. He's quite a talent, the voice of all those uh, Fox League pieces, the pump-up pieces. Matty Nable. How old's Matt Nable today, James? We're going to say Matt Nable is 48. 51. Oh, looking great, today. Matt he's Nable. He's a great talent. He's a good actor. I, I love Matt Nable. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff he's, he's getting out there now. I've um, heard the sh- the, the show too. that he did where he was like a serial killer or something was amazing. Was it Mr. Damage or something like that? But so many people have told me to watch that, so I've got to get onto it at some point. He's very good. Anyway, happy birthday to Matty Nabel. Uh, 51 today. 51. And, uh, yeah, his piece is a part and parcel of the rugby league season now. Uh, now, to our Queensland listeners, you're leaving us. Out of seven, James is going to tell an amazing story that he told on the uh, Lawnmower Show uh, Club uh, <laughs> Saturday morning about uh, a run-in he had with some kids when he used to live at Dremoyne. It's well worth a listen. So that listen on the app. So, so disturbing. It's not <laughs> that bad. <laughs> so the rest of you, stick around. It's our top story of the morning. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.